0: Hi, and welcome back to the Messed Up Gardener podcast. My name is Esther Aiken, and I'm your host for today's 10 minute or less quick and messy garden chat. I keep getting questions from my amazing listeners that do not fill my traditional weekly podcast. And as the 10 minute or less quick and messy garden chats have been so successful, I'm going to keep recording them. Please keep sending me any gardening questions, and I'll see if I can accommodate them as either a quick and messy or as a formal podcast episode. I'm excited about this week's question, which was raised by Lisa Svenst Akinson, who I know is a long-time listener from the US, and her question is... What are some indoor plants for low light or shaded areas? Now, I know that last week's Quick and Messy covered five indoor plants that were easy to grow and hard to kill. And most of those particular plants would also work very well in low light or shaded areas. But because I went relatively in depth with those five, I'll just do a quick refresh of the five plants from last week's Quick and Messy. And these were the snake plant, the pothos, the ZZ plant, spider plant, and the peace lily. I have most of these in my home, although I would like to get my hands on the snake plant in particular, also known as the mother-in-law's tongue. A friend of mine, she's got some babies coming off her plant that I'm hoping to be able to adopt once they are ready to be split up. But as there are so many other versatile and stunning indoor plants out there, I figured I would cover a few different ones that perhaps need a little bit more care, but are just as fabulous and do very well in low light and shaded areas. A number of these plants are going to be covering, are also able to be grown outdoors. Just be aware that if you do plant them outside, they have the potential to potentially spread into other areas as well. So I will mention which ones to take some more care with as I go. The first plant I want to have a chat about are called Bromeliads. I have several different varieties at home, but because of the climate here in New Zealand, I grow them outside as well as inside. And the bromeliads are absolutely fascinating. They do particularly well as an underplanting, and I have them growing underneath my plum tree mixed in with my orchid gardens. But bromeliads are a Very popular type of houseplant that belong to the Bromeliaceae family, which includes over 3,000 different species. They come in a variety of shapes and sizes and in a range of shapes, including rosettes, spikes, and urns. And because of their unique shapes and colours, bromeliads make great decorative plants. They are often used in terrariums, as centrepieces, or as accents in floral arrangements. Bromeliads are relatively easy to care for, making them a popular choice for indoor gardening. They grow in a range of light conditions, including low light, but do also just as well in bright indirect sunlight, and they prefer a well-draining soil. Most bromeliads also need to be watered regularly, either by misting or by filling the central cup of the plant with water, also known as their tank. Bromeliads have a unique way of obtaining nutrients, which is why I think I find them so incredibly fascinating. Unlike most plants which obtain nutrients through their roots, bromeliads have adapted to absorb nutrients through their leaves. They have small scales on their leaves called trichomes, not sure if I quite said that right, but close enough, which trap and absorb moisture and nutrients from the air. Bromeliads do flower, but it's mostly the foliage that makes them super attractive. Now, fun fact, the pineapple plant is part of the bromeliad family, although the foliage on the pineapple plant isn't very exciting. It's the fruit that's rather tasty. As you can tell, I'm rather passionate about bromeliads, and if I had space, I would probably dedicate an entire shade house to bromeliads and my orchids. The next plant I'd like to talk about is the red anthurium. I find this particular indoor plant very graceful. The red anthurium is a beautiful flowering plant that is native to South America. It is known for its bright red heart shaped flowers and glossy green leaves. The flowers are actually modified leaves called saples and the true flowers are the small yellow bumps on the spadix in the centre of the, well, the adapted leaf. The red anthurium is relatively easy to care for although it prefers a bright and direct light. It still does incredibly well in low light situations and it loves a well draining soil. Keep the soil evenly moist but not soggy and fertilise every few months with a balanced fertiliser. The red anthurium's symbolism is often associated with love and passion making it a popular choice Valentine's Day and other romantic occasions. So the next indoor plant is one of my favourites and that is the heart leaf philodendron. Oh my gosh, I never get that right. The heart leaf philodendron <laughs> is a popular indoor plant. It is loved for its beautiful appearance and easy care. As the name suggests, it is heart-shaped, glossy green leaves that can grow up to three inches wide, seven or so centimetres, and six inches, 15 or so centimetres long. The plant can grow up to three to six feet, one to two metres tall, and three to six feet, which is one to two metres wide. The heart A leaf plant is a low-maintenance plant that can thrive in a variety of lighting conditions from bright, to indirect light to low light. It prefers well draining soil and requires watering when the soil is dry to touch. It's also important to keep the leaves clean and free of dust to ensure the plant can photosynthesize properly. In addition to being a beautiful indoor plant, the heart leaf philodendron is also known for its air purifying properties. It can remove harmful toxins such as formaldehydes and benzenes from there, making it a great addition to any room. While the heart leaf philodendron is a safe and non toxic plant for humans it can be toxic to pets if ingested. It's important to keep the plant out of reach of pets to monitor them closely around the plant. The philodendron is easy, it's very easy to propagate. Simply take a stem cutting, place it in the water or soil and wait for the roots to form. This can be a great way to share the plant with friends to create more plants for your own home. The next requires a little little bit more monitoring if you are growing it outside as well as indoors and as it has air roots that can attach itself to almost anything and that is the English ivy. It also comes in a variegated form and the English ivy is an evergreen vine that can be grown indoors as a quite pretty houseplant. It is easy to care for and can add a touch of elegance to any room. So English ivy prefers bright indirect sunlight it can tolerate some direct sunlight, but too much can scorch the leaves. If the plant is not getting enough light, it may become leggy and lose its vibrant color. In my experience, it's the variegated form that normally prefers performs sorry best in low light levels. And I have grown it myself in quite a dark area with amazing success. So, watering the plant when the top inch of the soil is dry to touch, and overwatering can cause roots to rot. So be sure to allow the soil to dry out between watering. So English ivy prefers moderate to high humidity. It's a good idea to mist the leaves. And even though ivy is normally pretty hard to kill, I tend to not get too fussy with it. English ivy prefers well-draining soil that is rich in organic matter. A mixture of peat moss, perlite, and vermiculite can provide the ideal growing conditions. It is important to avoid compacted soil, as this can prevent the roots from getting the necessary oxygen. English ivy does not require frequent fertilization, but it can benefit from a bent balanced fertilizer during the growing season. So be sure to follow the instructions on the fertilizer package as overfeeding can damage the plant. So English ivy can be quite large if left to its own devices. So regular pruning can help to keep the plant in check and promote bushy growth. It is important to remove any dead or yellowing leaves as these can attract plant, pests, and diseases. Overall, English ivy is a beautiful and low-maintenance house plant that can thrive indoors with the right care. One of the things I do appreciate about ivy is that you can grow it up mini trellises or wire cones or even sphagnum moss poles. Either way, ivy is definitely a great go-to the plants I've mentioned in <laughs> this quick and messy are only a few on my go-to list for low light there are also the arrowhead plants rattlesnake rattle plants creeping figs maiden hair ferns cast iron plants and the prayer plant but I might have to do uh, leave those particular ones for a full length episode I hope that this has answered your question it's now clear as mud I hope that today's quick and messy garden chat was of interest if you do have any gardening questions please do reach out and if you do need some garden project advice or coaching I'm your girl as always I say gardening can happen at any space and in any place and on any budget have an incredibly abundant week and I'll buzz you later bye thanks for listening to today's episode I would love to hear about your gardening adventures flick me a dm on instagram at the messed up gardener or send me an email and let's connect don't forget to check out my gardening reels on tiktok if you are looking for some help planning your next garden project or just need some one on one private coaching, reach out and let's get growing. If you have a garden related business or you're looking at starting a gardening business, including arbiculture, land clearing, firewood, or a general plant growing and selling business, Let's work together in my one-on-one private business development coaching container, having helped my clients grow several six-figure plus businesses, including from startup to working on million-dollar open space management contracts for many years now. Let me help you and let's grow your business so you can leapfrog your profits and establish a viable and sustainable business. If you're looking for a business podcast, check out my The Let's Buzz You Up podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If this episode was at all helpful, please share with others and let's get growing in any space, in any place and on any budget. Till next time, happy gardening and buzz you later.